Okay, right, now we come to our talk. So I want to invite the boys and girls, if you want to come down the front, to plonk themselves socially isolated or socially distanced at the front, if anyone wants to come out. And we will then see if we can find our imagination cream. And you're going to come down the front, that's it. Just plonk yourself on the pew, you can space yourself out, or do as David's doing, that's it, yeah. Plenty of room at the front. That's it, just space yourselves out, that's the idea. Jolly good, that's great. So, what's the first thing we do before I tell you a story? What's the first thing we do? You can tell me. Yes? That's exactly right. You put on your imagination cream. So get your right hand, mums and dads and everyone else to do, okay? Thumb and forefinger, right hand. Dig deep into the recesses of your pocket, and you should find... Oh, not those... Okay, you should find, there, your imagination cream. Okay, get this imagination cream, put it in the opposite hand to your right hand, your left hand, hold on the lid, undo the lid, put it somewhere safe, and get this cream, okay, and put it all over your face. Don't get behind your ears. Okay, that's the idea. Then get the lid, put it back on nice and tight, and put it back onto your pocket. Don't spill any, because it stains. Because you've just applied imagination cream. And imagination cream helps you do what? What does imagination cream help you do? Yes. It helps you imagine. That's right. And I want you to imagine a story I'm about to tell you. Okay. A story about a snowman. Krusty the snowman. First picture, please. Well, Krusty just sat there shivering. It had been a glorious evening as the sun had settled behind the roofs of the houses, and he just knew that this night would be just like he liked it, bitter and cold. And now as the first light of the new day crept silently up the dying night sky, he knew it would be another cold one, the best type of day with an arctic wind and little sun to spoil the freeze. Krusty the snowman was happy the world remained in the captive, uh, captive, captive in winter's icy grip. A frozen earth, winter weather, a snowman's world. So like most snowmen, he began to sing his snowman's song. Oh, it's good to be a snowman, not hot or warm or nice. It's good to be a snowman made of cool water and ice. A self-made snowman who makes his own way, who lives for the moment and not for another day. I'm not Father Christmas, I don't have to be nice. My heart is made of snowflake and my smile's as cold as ice. He looked out of his, through, his, through his dark, cold eyes on the wintering world and with his little six-pebbled mouth twisted into a smile. He sniffed the damp winter's air through his carrot nose and stretches out his twig arms, he let out a happy yawn as he prepared for a busy day of just sitting on the lawn. When suddenly, Krusty heard a little twitter. You know, you're not really a self-made snowman. You didn't make yourself any more than I made myself. It was a little red robin redbreast. Oh, yes, I did, roared Krusty. I fought myself into being. One day there was just a bare patch of lawn, 
and the next, here I am, a mound of snow and ice for all to see. I fought, therefore I am. But that's crazy, chirped the robin. I could think myself to be an eagle, but I'd still be a little robin redbreast. You cannot think yourself into a being. You have a creator. <laughs> what superstitious nonsense, yelled the outraged snowman. How dare you lecture me. Next slide, please. How dare you lecture me with that nonsense. Every snowman knows, but he thinks himself into being. By our thinking, the icy air and water begin the process of ice hydration, and we literally, we come into being. So how did you get your eyes? Asked the robin, peering at the icy man. Oh, 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 oh everyone knows that, roared Krusty. I got my eyes from a cold scuttle. I know they're pieces of coal, but how did they get into your face? Persisted the little bird. Well, I don't know the science of it, bellowed the snowman. I'm not a man of science, just a man of snow. <laughs> now fly away, as this conversation is starting to get a little heated, and I might, might melt. There is none as blind as those who won't see, chirped the little bird, and she flew off into the cold air. Well, that wasn't very kind, said another voice to the snowman. Next slide, please. Now what, said Krusty, as he turned around and looked into the eyes of a small deer. I've said the robin like that. Do you have no warmth in that frozen heart of yours? Warmth is overrated. Warmth is only for those not strong enough to live out in the real world, in the cold, icy reality of the day, said the snowman. Besides, the robin was wrong. <laughs> she said, I was not a self-made man, but someone else made me. But someone else did said the deer. We don't simply arrive in this world on our own, made by ourselves. Oh dear, sneered the snowman. You two are one of those silly believers in a creator. <laughs> I suppose you can't really help it, as you're only a small animal without such a big brain as me. Snowmen have big heads, big heads to contain our big brains. That's why we can think ourselves into existence. I think, therefore, I am. So where do you get your nose from? asked us dear. Did it simply walk all its way from the carrot patch and plant itself on your face? Don't be ridiculous, snorted the snowman. I thought about it and it just appeared in the water and the ice. Oh, snowman knows that. Well, it seems you knows nothing at all, said the roe deer, and she leapt back into the trees. Well, at least I'm going to get some peace and quiet, said Krusty. When all of a sudden, Another voice spoke into his reverie. My, my, you are a fine example of a snowman. Next slide, please. Krusty looked down into the eyes of a dog, sniffing at his base. Indeed I am, said Krusty. I took a lot of thought and creative energy to get to the way I am today. What? barked the dog. You didn't make yourself. You were made by the children from the house behind you, number 62. In fact... Snowmen don't make themselves, children create them. <laughs> what utter nonsense, sneered the snowman. You are too one of those believers in a creator. But all snowmen know the truth. We think hard about it, and then we come into being. I think, therefore I am. But how could you make anything? asked the dog. You don't even have real arms, just bits of twigs. Don't get me wrong, you're a lovely looking snowman, but you're made by, by, by your children. 
What utter rubbish, below the snowmen. Snowmen make themselves, and we live forever in this icy wilderness called snow. We're not dumb animals like you dogs. We are snowmen, made of snow, self-made. We think of ourselves into being, and we're always here standing proud and... When all of a sudden, Krusty felt a horrid, warm sensation. Next slide. And he realised that the dog had relieved himself at his base and left. Krusty felt himself slide slightly to the left as part of him melted in the hot water. How dare you, shouted Krusty. How dare you warm me with your yellow water, you uncouthed and poorly trained beast. But the dog wasn't bothered. He was smelling a telegraph pole and collecting messages left by his friends. What a nasty, dirty dog, shouted Krusty. But Krusty's world was becoming all out of kilter. What it began as a little lean began to get much worse. Next slide, thank you. What's happening to me, he choked. I, I seem to be sliding more and more to the left. And then Krusty saw it. It sat high in the sky. A sun, a beautiful orange globe, glowing brightly in the middle of the blue scamp. There in this expanse sat his nemesis. The one thing snowmen hate most of all, the sun. It sat there high up, glaring down its warm, uh, warm rays, its sunny disposition, and he began to feel his icy heart melt. No, go away from me, you golden globe of terror, you heated ball of flame. Give, give me cold, give me bitter, give me arctic, but don't warm me in your embrace. But still the sun continued to get hotter and the temperature began to rise and he heard the gentle plop from the trees and realised that the trees too began to weep. The snow was melting. A fall was happening. Now what are you going to do, chirped the robin, who suddenly fluttered up. How are you going to deal with this warmth, you self-made snowman? This might be a problem for a bird brain like you, said Krusty, but snowmen, we know how to keep a cool head. I will just think myself frozen. I think, therefore, I am. And so he did. He thought about the cold and about the ice, about arctic breezes, of soft falling snow. But he continued to slide more and more to the left. And then one of his eyes popped out and rolled down his body. I just need to think harder, he said, to concentrate, making myself whole. Then one of his arms fell out and made his five pebbles began to drop a little more. And so it continued all that morning. The sun rose, the temperature got warmer, and Krusty sank into the grass, thinking, concentrating, and getting smaller and smaller by the minute. As the last of him melted away, there sat six small pebbles in a row. A sad picture of once what had been a mouth, but they said nothing and just left a stony silence. You know, Christmas reminds us of one very important thing. Can anyone think what it is? Yes? Jesus, absolutely right. And what does Jesus tell us? What does Jesus tell us? Can anyone remember what Jesus' the name means? Angel Gabriel spoke to Joseph and told him that he was to call the child Jesus because the name means something. Can anyone remember what that name means? No one remember? Jesus is a lovely name. It comes from the name Joshua. Joshua, or in Hebrew, Jehoshua. 
And Jehoshua literally means, G means Yahweh, it means God. So it means God. And Hoshua in Hebrew means saves. God saves. Jehoshua or Jesus. The name that Jesus was, the baby was given is Jesus because Christmas reminds us that God saves. We need a saviour. We can't save ourselves. You know, often we think we're all together, we're self-made. We know we've put everything together, but we cannot save ourselves no more than we can create ourselves. You know, snowmen don't just appear, do they? Who makes snowmen? Yes? Us children make snowmen, don't they? They come out when it's snow and they get this pile of snow together and they build the snowmen. Snowmen have a creator. And we too have a creator. God is our creator. And we've got things so badly wrong in this world, in our lives, that we too need a saviour. And God knew that, so he sent Jesus. He sent his son to be our saviour, to put things right. You know, there were many kings at the time of Jesus. When Jesus arrived, in fact, the three, three wise men, they went in search of him, didn't they? Following a star. And they actually went to, to a king. Do you remember who that king's name was? King Herod, that's right, you're doing very well today. King Herod, they've met King Herod, but he wasn't a good king. He was a nasty man. He killed 72 baby children. He was a nasty individual. Killed many, many people, very suspicious. There were many kings around at the time of Jesus. But Jesus was going to bring a new king, a new kingdom. And we read about it, Wally read about it earlier on in that passage from Isaiah. A kingdom of peace, a kingdom of love, of joy, of justice, of rightness. An eternal kingdom. A kingdom of all nations. A kingdom of peace. Jesus came down at Christmas because we cannot save ourselves any more than we cannot create ourselves. Any more than a snowman can create ourselves. And so Christmas is a wonderful time to remember how much God loved us. There's that wonderful verse in the Bible, isn't there, that tells us, for God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten Son, but whosoever shall believe in him, he shall not perish, but have eternal life. Christmas tells us that God loves us, that we need a saviour, and Jesus is it. Amen.